Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Let's get to... Hi. Bobby Belt on the Diamond Factory Hotline. Are you in the security line or are you at the gate? I am at the gate. Well, I'm a little off center from my gate because I had to go uh, away from the crowd. I didn't want to rudely, uh, you know, talk on the phone around everybody and take shots at Mike McCarthy and such. So <laughs> uh, I figured I'd do that in the privacy of uh, whatever this large open area is near my gate. So take us through your anxiety level of getting to your uh, your flight what happened with the parking what happened with security so i'm i don't generally fly out of dfw i typically fly out of uh love field because i've always gone uh southwest airlines well after we flew american uh out to training camp and then you know we flown american uh all year on the charter with the cowboys I realized there was a better way. And so uh, I booked American this time, which means I had to come out of DSLB airport and I was gonna park myself, I didn't want to Uber. And then just pulling in, even though it, it said it was the parking for my gate, I kept seeing all these signs that said it was for one hour parking. Oh, Bobby, no. So, so I parked there and I don't know if my car is gonna get towed now. <laughs> am, I, am, I, am I in trouble, Chop? You didn't, did you? You really parked in the one hour parking? I'm being dead serious. That's what it said on the, like, in the garage. There was no other garage. It well, there's a, there should be, the one-hour parking signs would be in front of your spot. Each spot would have a one-hour. Now you go to the other levels, you're fine. Oh, Bob. Um, how far are you? How I mean, there were, signs, there were signs all around me. I didn't see one in my spot specifically. Why didn't you just Uber there? Um... I don't know. I, I don't have a good answer for that. I was just, uh, I figured I'll get out there. I'll drive myself. I'll park. I don't, uh, I tend to get car sick uh, whenever somebody else is driving, uh, especially RJ Choppy. And so I, uh, I I just decided I'll drive myself. And then I got here and I was like, Ugh, I might not have a car when I land on Sunday. Oh, Robert. <laughs> so there's Bobby Bell getting ready to fly to the combine in Indianapolis. Your reaction to what Mike McCarthy had to say about his offense versus Kellen Moore's. I love going back to this quote all the time now, that uh, when he did his first series of sit-down interviews with the Dallas media, uh, Slater was sitting down with him, and she was talking about the running game and, and things like that because he had said that he wanted to run the ball and do things like that, but he had also come out of the PFF barn and was telling everybody, oh, yeah, you know, this is uh, – I'm all about analytics now, baby. I've, I've found the error of my ways. And so Jane had asked him, said, you know, how does the running game play into that, into your analytics evolution? And he said, well, you still need the running game to set up play action and to rest your defense. It's like, no, Mike, stop. Nope, you're, you're wrong on both those things. 
And he said, and, and you know, this isn't a new analytics evolution for me. Uh, you know, I, I came into the league through analytics. We called it quality control at the time. And I'm like, oh, this is great. So Mike McCarthy is trying to tell us that, uh, you know, yeah, I, I've been all about analytics. Let me tell you what we were doing in 1993. <laughs> and uh, that's what he said on Wednesday. He basically said, let's go back to 1993 football, everybody. You saw you saw how the Cowboys won Super Bowls. Let's let's do it that way. Only let's do it with like half the offensive line and half the running back. Uh, look, I, I'm totally with you. I, it's, it's, this is lunacy. This is a this to me is something that you only would do if you don't have a quarterback. And I think Dak is better than the w- what this philosophy would be used for. This is used for uh, Daniel Jones or worse. Yeah. Uh, this is yeah. not used for Dak Prescott. And like and, and, and the thing is, you know. Let's just say he wants to reduce plays and rest your defense. Let's just say that for the sake of argument that that is actually a real thing. You know, the run first 49ers only averaged four fewer plays a game than the Cowboys did. So they're going to – you want to do all that for four plays? Right. Like, I mean, that's the, the whole point of where he's like, man, uh, I just really disagreed with Kellen. Uh, we, we need to run it a ton more. It's like we were six like in the NFL and rush attempts. And we were all complaining about how you were running it into a brick wall on first and second down. So what you're saying, your plan is, is, boy, I really disagreed with Kellen. We should be running it on third and eight as well. Like, that's what it sounds like his proposition is. Um, but this is, I, I mean, this is a, an outdated perspective on how the game of football is played. There, every study will show you that uh, running the ball doesn't control the clock more than passing it does. Uh, in fact, passing it generally controls leads to more extended drives because you're picking up first downs. You're not going three and out because you ran it the first two times then had to throw it on third and nine. Uh, if you're if you are you know one of these teams like San Francisco that can get some of the more favorable box looks and set things up, or, or you've got a Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts type of quarterback who can, you know, soften looks with their the way they threaten in the running game. Yeah, okay, those are those are different conversations. But unless you tell them you're just going to completely overhaul all of your personnel and, and you're all of a sudden going to become some play design genius in the running game that you haven't shown your, your Kyle Shanahan, then this is a, a recipe for disaster, especially when the line is like, hey, I've been where Kellen's been before, but you really don't want to be the number one offense. Well, I'm going to I'm I'm, I'm, I'm use your own argument against you and see how you wiggle out of it. You are one of the... Oh, I'll wiggle out of it. I took my Adderall this morning, Sean. <laughs> you are, oh, good. Well, thanks. You are one of the... He big, takes Adderall over the plane, but not over the show. You and... You and yeah, that's right. You and Broadus uh, were one of the, two of the biggest critics of Kellen Moore, especially you for this show's purposes. So couldn't I argue... Okay. You can't have it both ways. You can't dislike what Kellen Moore did here. Now you want to hype up his resume. And if you do dislike what he did, then you can't have a problem with McCarthy trying to change it. How would you wiggle out of that? Uh, I would not wiggle out of it. I will say this. I said Kellen Moore needs to be better than he was. But I also said, and I will gladly uh, on on the plane, since I I have taken my Adderall, I'll gladly comb back over all the times that I referenced about Kellen Moore, that he is a, like, top third offensive coordinator in the NFL, and be careful what you wish for. Because it's, you know, there's, I I thought Kellen Moore got a lot of unnecessary. Was Kellen Moore perfect? No. And and was Kellen Moore somebody who, who was frustrating at times, especially in the second half of seasons when it felt like he didn't adjust? Absolutely. But, like, you look for growth there. I, I don't want to just go, well, Kellen Moore wasn't great, so let's go to something that's worse. I, I mean, what Mike McCarthy's talking about doing is all the aspects that were problematic 
with Kellen Moore. And if you listen to Mike talk about it, Mike was trying to basically take credit for, well, you know, if you look at 2019, we ran the offense a lot different. We became a lot more run-focused. That was my contribution, you guys. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay, so it sounds like everything I didn't like about Kellen was you and your influence, so this is going to be worse now. I would – I would venture a guess that, like, I'm guaranteeing there's no way if, if Mike is calling the plays and Mike is genuine about what he's saying right now, there is zero chance this team finishes in the top five in points or yards per game. And I think it's highly unlikely that they finish in the top 10 in either. Wow. Bobby Belt here on 105.3 The Fan. RJ Choppy is nodding his head in agreement. Who did these statements throw under the bus more? Kellen Moore or Dak Prescott? Kellen Moore, 100%. Now, it, it doesn't – I mean, you can definitely interpret it as something that's, you know, a a shot at Dak Prescott or a, not a shot at Dak Prescott, a lack of confidence maybe yeah. in Dak Prescott. You can interpret it that way. I don't think that's the case just because everybody you talk to on and off the record about it says, no, Mike uh, Mike absolutely thinks that, that Dak is good and that Dak can, can control this. It's just this is not the idea of how he wants an offense to run. And so whether it's Dak or not, but to me, here's the thing is that whether you believe in Dak Prescott or not, whether you have that confidence or not, uh, generally speaking, the most efficient run game is still less efficient than the least efficient passing game in terms of picking up first downs, picking up yards for play, extending drives and things like that. And so to me, it's just, I'm not saying you need to to throw it 60 times and run it 10. um, But for what Mike is talking about, which sounds like, our our entire the, the entire thrust of our offense is we're going to run the ball because we believe so much in our defense. We're we're going to we're going to design our offense based off of how great that defense is. Okay, if that's the case, then your defensive coordinator should be your head coach. Bobby, RJ and I both agree that we would not drop Jalen Carter down our draft board because of this accident that happened. Do you disagree and how surprised are you? that Jalen went back to the combine to answer questions? Uh, I mean, I'm not surprised. He has to do it. Uh, if, he, if he didn't go back and answer questions, then teams are going to ding him for that. Um, they'll just assume the worst. In terms of dropping him down the board, uh, it, it depends what all does this show because there were already a lot of maturity questions about him. Um, and so, yeah, I know I, I heard Chop yesterday talking about, you know, I've gone over 100, and, and so I, I can't ding him for something that I've done a lot at the time, so that's true. But, Chop, if you got in this same situation, are you running and then revising your story three times to the police when you just had, you know, teammates killed? You obviously I, don't know I, me I, very I well. You. My first instinct is to lie in every situation <laughs> that I'm in. And so what, I, what I'm saying, though, in general is, like, it's – I think that that's the concerning thing is, uh, you know, it's always – I mean, the crime – it's not his crime that, that caused the death. I mean, I mean, it was, in general, there's responsibility to people who were also racing. But in terms of the cover-up is worse than the crime, I think that's what it would be for NFL teams is where it's like, okay, but you didn't show any maturity in how you handled it, and our biggest concern about you has been maturity, and here's just another thing. So does it drop him out of the first round? No. Um, does it drop him – at all that maybe not i mean you, you know 31 teams could uh you know feel like it drops in some and there can be one team that feels like it doesn't and they could be picking third overall and take him so uh i think that this is just troubling for teams because it's another sign of things that a lot of them have thought about him already 
in terms of his immaturity and, and his lack of accountability. And they're going to want to they're going to hear his explanation as to what happened. Bobby Belt joining us from the airport on 105 through the fan. What have we learned about who the Cowboys have done uh, some homework on or who they have visited with in, at the combine? So this is always a, a funny time. You know, we always report. You guys have seen it on on Twitter, I'm sure, before that you'll see somebody say, you know, oh, so-and-so had an informal meeting with the Cowboys or so-and-so had a formal meeting with the Cowboys. I remember I was tweeting about that once four or five years ago, and somebody, uh, a scout in the NFL had texted me and was like, do, do people really think the informal meetings matter? And I was like, I mean, they, they seem to. Yeah. Do, they, do they completely not? And he's like, no, it literally means nothing. Like an inform, we have informal meetings with just about everybody here. That's informal meeting is you walk up to them and say, "Hey, great job today," or you know, you ask them a few questions on the field. We do that with everybody because it's our job. But in terms of the the ones that matter are the formals. And so, uh, you know, they've met formally with Joey Porter, uh, the cornerback from Penn State, who is unlikely to be there for them. But it, it sounds like they're doing a lot of homework on corners, uh, you know, receivers, edge rushers, and we'll get a better sense of that. I I think the more some of these guys start talking at the podium or the more players that you get start talking, quarterbacks are talking days, but you'll get skilled position guys talking. And then I think we're going to start seeing, okay, how interested are they in receiver at this combine versus corner? How interested are they in the tight ends compared to the edge rushers? And and so we'll get a better sense of that, I think, in the next couple of days. Will Bryce Young measure at six feet tall? Um, yes. Yes, he will. I'll say he will. And I'll say that, uh, but I'll say he weighs in at like 140. So, you know, you're trading trading an inch for 60 pounds or whatever it is. Uh, No, I do do think he'll come in at, I think he'll come in at six. Do you have dating advice for Peyton tomorrow night now that the date has been moved? Uh, Where are you going, Peyton? I I didn't hear the entire thing. Where are you going? Going to have drinks. But we're not going to specify where no. he's going to have drinks. No. So that we don't need the paparazzi. We, we don't need the pa- paparazzi. I don't need you showing up, Bobby. We don't need the paparazzi out there. Uh, you know, just uh, just be you, Peyton. You're funny. Uh, you're charming. Just don't be you to the point of sending, like, three exclamation points after the date or, uh, you know, uh, sending consecutive texts without replies. Uh, just simply don't, like – do that in the conversation. So if you're talking and she hasn't replied yet, don't start talking again and mm-hmm. like, you know, giving more, more Peyton. Um, but <laughs> I would say that, uh, you know, just, just do your thing. I, I have confidence in you, Peyton. I think this one's going to end out well. Thank you. Uh, question though. Do I pay? <laughs> yes, yes. No matter what, do I pay? Uh, well, no, so, uh, do, uh, First do date. Pay, I mean, it's, your a, it's a debate. Dad, you're do, asking do you Bobby? Pay, do your mom and dad pay? Like, I mean, you know, are we talking about like literally you, or you're asking like, do yeah, I get mom yeah. and dad's allowance? No, no, <laughs> just my money, my credit card, my yes, money. Yes, yes, one hundred percent. You pay. You you <laughs> always pay. Uh, Bobby, did you take my advice and watch and binge the Murdoch murders? I did. Yeah. In fact, uh, Kristen, I, I watched the first episode and then. Kristen wanted to watch it, and so we actually started back over, and we finished the whole thing uh, while I was out. So it's uh, very good. I, I'm glad I didn't listen to the entire segment yesterday because you would have just laid out the entire plot. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have needed to watch it. Yeah. Well, uh, I wanted to do it before no, the yeah. verdict. You know, he was found guilty yesterday. I wanted to, you know, hey, if, you, if you haven't watched it by the time the verdict, then you're too late. That's the way I yeah, view it. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's fine. That's fair. Uh, no, it was, it was incredibly interesting, incredibly compelling. And I was not ready for all the twists and turns of, like, 
you know, initially it's like, oh, it's about this uh, boating thing, right? And it's like, oh, no, it's about the, the dad ends up taking out his own son and daughter or son and wife. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that's crazy. And then you get into, like, more episodes. And it's like, wait, there's, like, a trail of bodies here of, like, several of them. This is it's, – it's incredible. But, uh, yeah, I would recommend anybody watch it if you didn't hear what Sean Sharif had to say. If, if you don't have time to watch it, uh, just do the cliff notes and rewind back, mm. uh, you know, Sean's segment yesterday, and you're basically watching it. Very good, very good. Bobby P., uh, Fantex is saying anybody who can't figure out parking at DFW is not qualified to the comment on the Cowboys' use of analytics. <laughs> That's, um, I think it's a fair statement. Yeah, but I mean, to be fair, like, I'm not certain Mike McCarthy knows how to park at DFW because we charter, so there's not the uh, process of parking publicly. What plane material do you have? Last question. What, what do you have to uh, take up some time on the flight? Uh, so we've got, uh, I'm going to listen to podcasts. I've downloaded the podcast for the last couple of days of the show. Uh, so I'm going to listen to those probably what, what on show? the flight. Yeah, our show, like I'm listening to Thursday. I've got Thursday all downloaded, all the stuff oh, that I missed. What a month. So I'm going to listen to that. What a beast. What a beast. And then, uh, yeah, but here's the thing. I'm not totally confident. And I don't, I don't mind saying the gate number because it's easy to look up. But, uh, you know, I'm very superstitious. I always think uh, I, I'm always concerned about the plane staying up in the air. I think it's a bad omen that my gate is C4. That doesn't sound. Oh, Bobby. <laughs> Did you see the McConaughey's wife's plane and also the one that had like smoke in it yesterday on the news? Uh, no, I didn't. I, I'd love for you to tell me about that just before I get on a plane. All right. You should look it up. Tell them about it. Yeah, real quick. well, McConaughey, uh, Matthew McConaughey and his wife were on the flight from Austin to Germany. It was a Lufthansa mm-hmm. plane. Good, you know, good airline, solid airline. Uh, and an hour and a half into flight, just over Tennessee. You're going to be flying over Tennessee today, Bobby. Uh, just over Tennessee, the plane dropped 4,000 feet. Trash everywhere. Hit turbulence. Clear air turbulence. They, had, they, were, they were doing food, food service. They had no idea this was coming. And then the plane dropped 4,000 feet. And it was not an embrayer exactly either. what I'm saying. Deeply, deeply asleep at the switch. Deeply asleep at the switch. Uh, I'm just telling you, I know it's been... Gosh, however long it's been, you know, uh, 80 years of commercial aviation or whatever. But <laughs> any day now, I'm going to be proven right about this technology. Have a good flight, Roberto. Thank <laughs> you. Travel that. safe and have fun. I love you all. Bobby Belt, our Cowboys insider, getting ready to fly out, using his vacation days for the NFL Combine in Indianapolis on the Diamond Factory Hotline. Thanks for being a total. That stands for turn it on, leave it on. Where are we with baseball? Is everyone loving the new rules? Let's do a little Rangers recap and where we are on the home of your favorite baseball team next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.